To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Uh, no, uh, I noticed that Howard always mentions, like, why does he always mention, like, race and something? Like, that's why my first phone call to him ever was, like, it's a subtle racism. Like, why did he mention that all her assistants were black and, like, hmm, and you didn't find anybody else? Hmm. But I think Cyrus is making the point that Howard made it into a black-white issue. Is that correct, Cyrus? Yeah, because even when I call over something that's not about race, he says, Cyrus, you're a black caller, right? Like, why can't I just be Cyrus the caller? And I don't. So do you sometimes you need, well, you don't need a therapist because you don't need answers. You're happy all the time. You walk around happy with Brad and those plays and sucking each other's dicks, (laughs) and you couldn't be happier. Maybe dick sucking is what I what? need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your dick. Try it? Have <laughs> no. you tried it? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, maybe you it's might find thing. happiness. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? Can that happen to you, though? Do you fall in love on set? Because it is an aphrodisiac. You I know, was you getting getting into music and guitar and all that stuff, was that some kind of therapy because you didn't have your father? So the guy who asked you out the other day on okay. the bicycle, he was cute and everything, right? Yeah. But we said no. We didn't go out with him. Tell that fucking, tell that fat, uh, tell that fat fucking cunt Robin to shut the fuck up. She can't stop mentioning that other fat cunt Bubba. They're both fat cunts that need to die in a fire. And when I think about your early life, I thought that you would be the guy who would be filled with anger and resentment because you lost your mother at 14. I always say this, how are you so kind and loving and not bitter about that experience? Did you graduate college or what? Just answer the question. Don't, don't make fun of me. Did you, did you graduate college? I went to the Regent Street School, uh, post-technical school of architecture in London uh, for five years. And you didn't graduate? Uh, well, hang on. Let me go ahead. Finish. All right, go ahead. What's your rush? Hey, I'm not David Gilmore. You don't have to yell at me. You're a fucking asshole who's trying to get under my skin. Oh, no, but I... Dude, I've been following you from the beginning. I don't care. Stop following me. Yeah, you don't care. That's your problem. That's right. I don't care. I don't give a shit about you. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Cancel your subscription right now. Cunt. Baba Booey, your asshole. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my daughter, one of my daughters is fluent in Spanish. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my God, it's such a turn-on. When she, when I say, I'll say, can you go up to somebody and speak? I, I, you know, like if I see a Hispanic person, I go, go, go up and talk to him in Spanish. Because, oh, Dad, you know, I, I please, I said, it, 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 it's, it's so fantastic. So she goes up there, blah, 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 and they go, blah, 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 and I go, oh. He wanted me to like go give him a blessing. It's okay. And now he hasn't come in, and there's nothing going on. So if there's nothing going on, what the fuck are you bitching about, you fucking king baby asshole? Well, why are you asking? I just need to know if you're going to be here. There's nothing going on. We know. We hear the yeah. dead air followed by Julie's <laughs> terrible it, jokes. Right. That's the soundtrack to fucking crickets. People came in. And he probably came. told the pace to stay home. But uh, yeah, was it Doug who ordered him? Yeah. Well, who else is in charge? I'm because that would have looked bad if the pace made Shouldn't it in. Shouldn't you know? Who yeah. Else if is you're in the charge? if you're the head honcho, don't you know who's in charge? What you? a boss! <laughs> For Christ's sakes, Jimmy Kimmel runs his family better. Aunt Chippy knows where she is.
You know, um, he, he um, I didn't watch the Oscars, but he hosted them again, didn't he? He did. And you know why they, okay, there's a million reasons why they host Jimmy. Number one, he takes it up the ass for just about anybody in Hollywood, first of all. He's that much of a star fucker. But number two, but most, but number one, sorry, before that, he's dependable. He is going to do the fucking job. That's what most employers want. That's what most, you know, uh, independent contractors, if they're worth their salt, they will they'll get the word of mouth does the work for them. They will get more and more business because they are so dependable. That's that's such an underrated quality. People don't realize it anymore. He's become the little bit edgier Ryan Seacrest of comedians hosting. And you, you, you can't have Ricky Gervais on anymore. No, God, no. Jesus, there's people like still, you know, uh, he, he unraveled several plastic surgeries with that fucking, uh, that, that napalming he did. Oh my God. It was amazing. It was the it best. Really was. I wish, I, w- I wish they, if anybody in our audience is listening, please just, you know, YouTube Ricky Gervais, every single award show he's hosted, they kept having him back and he gave it to him harder and harder every time and gave mm-hmm. two fucks. Yep. Yeah, right. Doug didn't. Who, why would he tell him that? Why would he tell Scott the pace not to come in? Oh. It turns out Scott. Do you see that face on him? Yeah. Like, this is this is the reason why. Okay, first of all, nothing's going on. Da, 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 what are you complaining about? He is fuming that anybody takes any time off for any fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're we're going to cover probably with Bob, maybe with Carrie, I'm not sure, maybe even with James, the um, get, Richard getting the gig in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy oh, 2. Oh, that's a great one. And it's not, it's, it's, it covers two days and a bit of wrap-up show stuff, but mostly it's like a bit of callers, you know, whatever, but it's like 20 minutes of audio. And you, I don't have the video. I wish I did. But if I did, you'd have the same face. Like, what is it going to a fucking Marvel film? Like some little pouty bitch who's just been dumped for somebody else at the prom and he can't stand it. So if someone chooses home over him, he's being, what's it? Just, he's being discarded and he can't take it. But he also doesn't want the responsibility of this if it goes left. If it goes bad and your family's in deep shit and you're stuck here or we're stuck here or somebody dies, you don't want to be responsible for that either. Right. But he also doesn't he does. He's he's at a conundrum because he doesn't care if someone dies as a result. No, of this I mean, like we said, hello, library. You, uh, Amelia Bedelia, <laughs> let's uh, open it up. Cat in the hat. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be fucking eating encyclopedias after a while if no power and no Fuck. no food. You're staying at the library. Jesus. The pace is useless anyway, <laughs> Ganges. You'd be like fucking gnawing on lunchables. <laughs> He's doing a fine job directing. Take three, zoom in. Zoom. How you doing in there, uh, Ganges? Miss any shots? Uh, one or two, but I'm, I'm holding it in. Yeah. You're holding it in? What are you holding in? <laughs> yeah, big shit. My camera guy today has a broken hand, so my we're holding cunt. it together. Sorry. What? What? Said my camera guy today has a broken hand. And he's here? <laughs> and he's here, yeah. Right. So who told Scott the pace not to come in, Doug? I believe it was our executives for the company didn't want the employees to come in today. You uh, mean executive producers? Because they were closing their offices. Yeah, because they look like douchebags. Right. They could have been Oh, because they're douchebags. No. They don't want the professional liability and responsibility of what happens if they force somebody to come in during a disaster and if something happens to them. 
listening to Shuli um, interject and be completely ignored, by the way, um, makes me think of the get John's, no, sorry, um, uh, get Win Jackie's job uh, yes. when they had all kinds of people in. And it is really stark when they had, they went from Artie to not having anybody to now having this idiot sit in because, you know, they're, 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 they've, they're, this is like desperation corner, uh, last chance saloon. And it's stark. It's a stark paint, stark painting of exactly how someone's voice doesn't fit in the mix. Not only that, but he just said executives. Shuli knows Doug isn't an executive. And he goes, executive producer, Doug Goodstein. That's not funny. We don't, we know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. You're adding zero and you're batting for zero because Howard, as stupid as he is, isn't even picking up on this. Yeah. I know that Howard, that the lawyer's rap was that this is how lawyers get crazy. That they didn't want to be responsible. If somebody um, hurt themselves while driving in or coming in. That the company didn't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, person. I told Argus. Boom, boom. I didn't even know that was going to be said because it's been so long since I listened to this. But I've been a part of corporate world for so long that I know what they would say. Good. Yeah, guys. I said if you can come in, great. And if you can't, stay home. Don't worry about it. I don't give a shit. I said I'll be here. Well, it doesn't matter what you would say. Like, he's saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because lawyers in another company are involved. He's interjecting himself like any of this matters. They're a part of a separate company. You made sure to delineate that. And now the lawyers got involved. So whatever you're saying right now has absolutely no bearing on their decision whatsoever. Well, yeah, the other thing is, and you know, Doug Goodstein sought out the lawyers. This was not a, like a, they called in you know, independently of anything. He literally said, I want someone to, to in writing to explain exactly why we should not be coming in and cannot be coming in. Otherwise well, we got a problem. Like they may not be union, but they definitely need legal representation for this circumstance because we have this asshole megalomaniac narcissistic asshole boss who's going to force us to come in and it may get really crazy out there well we have like legal but we also have you know we usually go through a union for things so if we need if sure. if there's something that's like we're not sure or what's going to happen yeah you know we'll ask our union representatives of mm-hmm. and then they're like the middleman for this yeah but if they're not responsive or we don't get the answer we like, then we'll ask legal. Yes. So, yeah. And and then someone's going to be doing the, you know, behind the scenes, they'll be, the wheels will be grinding. The gears will be grinding. They go, okay, this is exactly why you can't come in because of statute such and such and such. And then they've got legal precedences of people that, you know, ended up suing the company because they were forced in or pressured or whatever, or it was in their contract. No, they, we only, we can send you home that kind of thing. And, the lawyers, that's their job. They're on fi- they're on retainer for that purpose. Like I said, for the blizzard, how mu- I know for a fact that they knew it was going to be a problem mm-hmm. when the storm was going to start. So they just said no county employees to come in, just work from home. And mm-hmm. so they knew it was going to be a problem. You know, remember, remember that line in Fight Club when um, 
Brad Pitt says uh, when Edward Norton's talking to the old lady in the in this airplane seat, he says, you know, uh, they talks about the cost of the recall versus the cost of the lawsuit. And they said, if we if the cost of the recall is more than the cost of settling something out of court like an accident, we don't order a recall. <laughs> he goes, yeah. she goes, what what car company do you work for? And he goes, a major one. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of that, you know, like. This is but, not, you know, a problem. We don't have a problem with fucking on these workers, these salaried employees. Well, he's, but he's injecting himself, like, even after we just said this, and after legal just said this, Howard is still pretending that he has some sort of say. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm suing the company, but not about, like, coming in. <laughs> I was already out of my house, been out since 6.15 this morning. Uh-oh, you better go. Oh, good just for saying. you. Gary, you should go. Fine. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not even saying it as a joke. You should go now. Now? Yeah. Between now and the rapper show, is it going to be any different? Yeah, I don't know. I could, do. It could change rapidly. Yeah, if things could close down, you might not be able to get there. He thinks there. I'm busting his balls. I'm not. Oh, the gaslighting, Fillmore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exhausting, isn't it? it? Well, I'm exhausted by Gary more so, because you know and expect this from Howard. Gary, leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and not even in retrospect, like in real time, in real time, the what? average person would not put up with this. They just wouldn't. If you were at a party and somebody spilled a beer on you and then <laughs> somebody, again. yeah, and then somebody decided to take a champagne flute and dump it down your chest and then somebody decided to fucking right kick me on your back and then somebody right. decided to draw a Sharpie all over your face. Right. When are there enough hints that you're not wanted. Well, I mean, God, this, this show is making some subtle clues. <laughs> so here we go, guys. I think at the end of the day, uh, you're like with the, what we said about Gary just constantly holds true. He's in a state of perpetual, like flux at well, this show. He's like the Howard TV guys. Every time there's a contract potential renewal going like, do I have a job? Do, what do I have to do? Da, 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 da. Like that's hence the self-medicating, the drinking, all that shit. I could see this if it was somebody like at the age of JD, let's say. But for somebody like Gary, I feel sorry as a 36 year old woman. I feel sorry for somebody that that's that that has been your life and you're this insecure about doing mm. something so obvious that you should do and taking this much shit. I mean, what kind of, what kind of mental anguish and mental instability do you hold if you're not just leaving at this point? Well, I'm telling you, man, it's, you buy that McMansion in the, in Connecticut and then all of a sudden you've got to take that fucking plate of shit and eat every, every morsel. But that's, that's what, what you, but but yeah, that's what you think you should be doing. You think yeah. you should eat shit. I wouldn't have that mindset. Yeah, well, he painted himself in a quarter. Fucking idiot. God, mm -hmm. I'm saying. Oh, no, I think that I if think you're going to attempt to go, I'll be fine. All right. Just know your boss told you to leave. But Belarus told me I better be out of here by two. Uh, I'd love if that trampoline went right through the house. <laughs> <laughs> Leveled it. <laughs> Good thing I was home. Trampoline. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't you remove that trampoline from the backyard? Look at the way he um, touches his hairpiece. Mm -hmm. And it looks so phony when he did that. And it's weird because it doesn't look when you touch your real hair. You don't see it. You see the roots in my hair. Watch when he touches it. It looks bizarre. 
It's so strange. I mean, that's exactly what you're supposed to remove. That's a flying object. He's so worried. I'm worried about trees. I'd worry about that trampoline lifting. Right. In a hurricane with 85 mile an hour winds. I don't know. I'm really worried about the trampoline. Another, another Gary fuck up. Call your kids and your wife and have them take the trampoline down immediately before this. I mean, that is weird to me that he's that stupid and preoccupied with this. Call your family and say, hey, time to get the springs in the box. Take it down. Or at least if you're Mary. I mean, honestly, like I know you, she's, I know. A, she's maybe, maybe a useless piece of shit as well. But wouldn't you... I don't know, casually, you know, accidentally look at your backyard, see this huge neon fucking contraption that's just basically a some health like safety hazard waiting to land on somebody after this fucking thing. Take the initiative and go, maybe I should start putting this thing away. We've had one since I was in the sixth grade, a trampoline. And my parents every summer, we had to put it up and we had to take it down. Right. It's a bitch, but it's necessary. You're an adult, Mary. Yeah. She's not, she's not getting off, guys. Trust me. Back up at the trampoline. I wish he'd jump on the trampoline and trampoline back into Manhattan. Well, that's how he's going to have to get up to the tree that falls on <laughs> Look, I'm flying. <laughs> Whoa. Here I go, Mary. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> the winds are picking up. <laughs> I've laughed harder at Looney Tunes. <laughs> Uh, only, only if only a fool would go after the singing sword. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Robin! Uh, please, I'm on the phone right now with my tea surgeon, trying to make sure in case the storm knocks over trees that he'll be there, that I could depend on him. Ah, it sounds like cheese. Robin has no rebuttal. Rebuttal? What, what? There's nothing in her contract about rebuttal. What are you talking about? We don't need ah, no stinking rebuttal. Fillmore. Ah. Yeah. Well, Gary, I don't think you can depend on your tree surgeon to, to be there. I mean, he's got his own family. He's got his own family with their own trees. Well, then he's not my tree surgeon anymore. <laughs> this just in: this storm took Gary's house away, and it fell on a tree. Ironically. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that fucking cold read? He was looking at a piece of paper, or he's looking at a computer to Benji, read that. Benji just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> a house fell on it. This just in. house yeah. fell on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you doing your fat Albert impression? Oh, I'm so glad Shuli's here to help with this. Move it along. Sweat bowl. I couldn't have predicted that. Who could I, I was I wasn't there to protect the house. And my trampoline is still solidly in the ground. <laughs> All right. How's your I really sonos? do wonder how uh, Gary's going to protect the house. How am I going to protect my sonos? That fucking scarf. <laughs> Just can't stop looking at it. I liked how he wiggled a little bit. Yeah. So he doesn't know what to do with himself. Robbie, can you believe? No, he doesn't. It. I think 10 days have gone by, and Gary hasn't mentioned Sonos once <laughs> until right now. That's right, boss. Sonos, 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 Sonos. That's it. Making up for lost time. Wait, Robin, do you really not understand how I will protect my house? Hey, who? Uh, no, she wouldn't, because people have protected Robin forever. I look at that studio, too, and the way it was designed. It's so busy. It looks like, you know, down a Vegas street or something. It's very... 
it's very busy. It looks like Times Square, you know, a micro Times Square. Yeah, it's a little claustrophobic to say the least. And uh, you know, Howard, he like the, whatever design choices they made from the beginning were shit. It's just very busy for him, who's not saying a whole lot. And then when he stands up, it's probably really hard as somebody at Howard TV. How am I going to capture these moments when I have this giant, you know, Times Square billboard behind you going? It's it's. Do you remember the intro to the film Casino where they the the, the title card, the title cards and the credits are going over like really zoomed in neon patterns yes. and stuff like that? That's, you know, the con- contrast is there's a lot happening in the background, but there's absolutely nothing going on in the foreground. Right. You know, like great analogy, the the content is being replaced by visuals. Like if you don't, if you look at the fucking rapper, you won't care what the Big Mac tastes like. That's so interesting because if we look at sets before, which we've covered many years over long spans of time, when it was just a cubicle, basically, and the bare minimum, those were the best shows. And now you have now you have some you know, gigantic Salino and Barnes fucking billboard <laughs> in the background. And it looks like, it looks like Mario Kart raceway. Like, did it, did it, did it. Right. The demo <laughs> screen for fucking Mario <laughs> Kart rider. Yes, you absolutely. Koopa yeah, Troopa. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You know, he, he gave Artie shit for getting him one Christmas or a birthday. He gave him uh, what he called a movie, like digital picture frame. And that's exactly what he has behind him. It is right now. That's essentially what it is. If you put on fucking TV, a widescreen TV, and you have just visuals going off, but you're not actually using it, that's exactly what that is. It's every mall stand that has those waterfall pictures moving in the background. You're right. Big time. Who's that? Oh, (laughs) I really not understand that, Robin. Uh oh, it's dueling Gary's. (laughs) Robin, do you not understand that? Oh my God. Are you that stupid? You don't understand it? You can protect a house. It's That's right. Too big. No, I'm a beaver. I'm part beaver. I can I can gnaw through trees and fall on them. Beavers do very well in floods. Anything happens. Like, like Robert, the gutters get full. It's a good thing I want. I'm not there. The water should just come in the house, right? No, no, no. Uh-oh. That's one way. Okay, but like you said, if a tree or the wind well, starts really, Robin, if it's a what? tree, I will dig. Through. Except for if he were a Mario Kart person, he can't be a player. Like, he doesn't look like any of the players. He looks like those giant plants that pop out of the pipes and fuck you up. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like the giant plants that, and then they get you. (laughs) (laughs) You're betraying your your era, Sam. Your gaming era. Come on, guys. Everybody's played 64 Mario Kart. (laughs) Oh, I was going to ask you, Mia being the age she is uh, like, like can kids change? This is just a little off topic. Kids change their, their habits based on whatever the generation's doing. Is she into games at all? Like even like phone games whatsoever? Oh, well my sister, uh, her husband's a real big techie and video gamer. So we play all the old games cause there's a way to do it on the PS three or mm-hmm. some, some yep. way where you yep. have all Emulators. the old games. We yep. play Mario Kart all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like, a, are you an old hat at the point where you can, you're, you go, you go like, this is exactly what's, I know what's coming up next. So you have the advantage. I only like some stages where I'm really good at, but new ones I'm not so great at. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to up your game then, I suppose. Like Scott DePace playing she, against 13 year olds. She's, she's better than me. I'm not as good. 
<laughs> you lose honestly you lose um you coordination as you get older a hand-eye coordination just goes into the toilet uh it's it's the saddest thing about getting older the tea with my teeth <laughs> look uh-oh my marriage is called the house just landed on debbie the pet lady got <laughs> swept away killed him yeah i mean in a terrible terrible storm oh <laughs> No way to protect the house. Robin, you don't know anything. You, if a branch hits a tree, if a tree hits a window. If a branch hits a tree, if a tree hits a window, <laughs> how many trees will break? Should I not cover that up? Will anybody hear it? Huh? Should I not cover that up, Robin? Well, argue with Gary, Gary. <laughs> what? Hi, Gary. Yes. If a window breaks and water's coming in, should I not pour that up? You should pour it up. You know, when buoy bashing was funny, it was never forced. And this is kind of the epitome of Stern doing whenever he would ruin a bit by just doing it for too long. This is a perfect example of when he didn't know when to just stop doing it. He would never have to stand up with Mm -hmm. a megaphone and do Mm -hmm. this if there was somebody funny in the room. (laughs) Yep. This is filler. This is beyond filler. This is like. It's so sad. (laughs) You know what it reminds me of? Okay, there you you go to the movies and you get a box of popcorn. Most, I I don't know, many people are bringing their own shit these days because I know how expensive concession stuff can be. But if you go to the movies and you get popcorn, but instead of just popcorn. At the bottom, there's one of those air bubble packages they'd use to put in, like, Amazon <laughs> packaging. <laughs> so you're not actually getting all the popcorn. That's this. Like, that's the 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 radio, or in this case, satellite version of this. Just pathetic. <laughs> you can cut down the tree, make boards, and wouldn't then board you up your window. You, wait a minute. Wouldn't you think it's more important to keep your family in a safe place until no. the storm is over? Mary is go- I told you, we have a contingency plan. Mary's going to float away <laughs> on my teeth and live like that. And now I'm going to die. All right. See this microphone Gary has? (laughs) I have a microphone from the 70s or 80s (laughs) that goes from if I have to talk to somebody from like a plate glass window, if they come in or something and we talk to them through the glass, this thing is so fucking old. That's what this looks like. This, this extension with that slim mic. Why yeah, did with they the do goo- that? Gooseneck. It, reminds, honest, it I... reminds me of, like, you know, in Greece, when they're like, Rydell, hi. And they're like, from the 50s. Well, look, there's there's no reason in 2012, in 2023, certainly, there's no reason for them, first of all, to be now using webcams, but then to be using this in his office when he can easily have not even a boom arm, just something um, a little more higher, like what you have, and just off. When we do videos with Bob, you can hear him fine, and his mic is completely out of the picture. Mr. Belding had better mics. (laughs) (laughs) That is scary, but I think that things can happen to the house. If the branch hits the tree, what is it? I got confused. If the tree hits a branch, and then the branch hits the tree, and then it goes into my window, what am I going to do? And and even that fucking megaphone, it looks like something, you know, General Patton had. We won! (laughs) This is like the 20 commandments. This is how long this bit is going for. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like Moses going, hey, oh, by the way, there's there's some more. Um, he's, he's gonna do. I'm just fucking confused. Like, and also, yeah, why is he standing up? He must be cold. <laughs> Something. 
What are you going to, you have uh, like wood in your house to board things up? Yes, I understand. We bought wood for boarding the house. <laughs> and I have tops. Stand back, family. I'll make our own dam. In fact, we don't even have windows. We took them all out. But we left the trampoline in the backyard. What? He's all Mr. Prepared with the trampoline in the backyard. Surely, feel free to say something funny. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't like Bowie any more than just any of you, but give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, fuck you. He got him there. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing. You don't think everybody else in the back is going, this is, surely's failing miserably. Like, this isn't a funny situation necessarily, and he can't make, he can't crowbar funny into it. The opportunity that Artie went in with and mm -hmm. the amount of time he had is so much less than what Shuli has had for this entire segment and beyond from what we've already done. And mm -hmm. this is how little he's accomplished. You got it. <laughs> I'll attack Shuli. I'll go after somebody beneath me. That will make me feel better. <laughs> uh, he's he's done so little that Howard is standing up in mm -hmm. his scarf <laughs> with the general patent megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, listen, everybody, good luck. Uh, um, and, and everybody be safe. And Gary, especially be safe. <laughs> Look at it. Wait, did you see that side profile of his headphones on Howard's head? Look at how long that fucking rug is. His head looks as wide as somebody with a cancerous tumor. Like that's going to die any day. It's um, it, yeah, it's, we're, we're talking like Chia pet level bad guys. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Um, there's these toys, uh, even Disney has them. They squish down the objects and they make them wide so they're cute. So instead of going long in their face, they go wide. I forget what they call them. Um, I don't know. I only know those ones where if you squeeze them, the eyeballs start to bulge out. Yeah, but he basically looks like um, one of those uh, little little peoples, little people animals. You know how kids play <laughs> with those little people, Fisher Price. Oh, okay. Th that's his like digits. <laughs> No. <laughs> he said little people. So oh, the it, Sam's being politically correct. No, it's a toy brand. Oh, from okay. Fisher Price. Oh, really? I have to check this out. Mm -hmm. uh, Fisher Price used to be so fucking pimp. Me and James were talking about the, the toys we used to get and how it was worth every bit of plastic you got back in the day. In East Aurora, where I used to live, they have the, that's where Fisher Price was born and made. So there was the Fisher Price Museum and Play. And then oh, you can go into wow. the toy store and you used to be able to test toys and stuff. It was really cool. Fantastic. Highways in Connecticut are being shut down at one o'clock. Mm, that's true. All, all state highways. So then why are you not leaving now? Because I can do the wrap up show and still leave in time. Gary, to leave mm. now. I and I'm being serious. Lieberman said that there's a rumor going around that the New York highways are getting shut at three. Would you do me a favor, though? Remove the trampoline from your backyard if you do go home. Yeah, that just seems like a... it's too big. No, no, he can dismantle it. If he can, if he. Mary, oh, no. get your fucking ass up. Yeah. He can cut down trees and fix windows. <laughs> he can dismantle the trampoline. I may have to gnaw the trampoline apart. <laughs> GNAW? I'm sorry, Gore. <laughs> What a callback. You're right. That's a callback and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mary, the hurricane hit. Quick, everyone on the trampoline. We'll trampoline back into Manhattan. We'll bounce we'll, to safety. <laughs> we'll bounce to Ontario. <laughs>
Well, Hurricane is not going there. <laughs> the last time he stood up for anything was when Don Rickles was in the studio. This is not that. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is Fred piercing his cheek. <laughs> it does look like he's undergoing some kind of self mutilation uh, ritual right now. Christ. Hello, Toronto. Well, by the way, so we're going to make every effort to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's notebook of ideas. <laughs> I need to get my three ring binder out. <laughs> it's blank pages. <laughs> uh, if we're not, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's almost nothing on there. Oh, my God. Well, look at that's a whole page of a lot of writing. Look at that. What does that say? I fucking wonder. It's a whole page of typing. Yeah, it's I got only knows it could be live reads if it's the end of the show, that kind of thing. But usually Fred takes care of the the advertisements at the end that just bumper up. They pre-records them and shit. So I have no idea. I'm dying. I have besides the White House press secretary who has a binder. I have yet to see people carry binders anywhere since I was in high school. I haven't seen one of these. Well, it was. um uh, okay, I'm trying to think of the era of you're still you're 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 not young enough to have been in the situation where they had tablets and stuff. But nowadays, is it a case where a lot of kids have at least phones, but do they also have tablets that they're bringing to school instead of notebooks? Well, Jake, he's in college. You know how I write his papers. He cleans my yep. house. That's our deal. <laughs> I mean, please, I hate laundry and cleaning. This works out perfectly for me. So right. I write his papers and get A's. And so he has notebooks, but he has a laptop. So his laptop's everywhere, and they do everything on this thing called Blackboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's they're very good. Like, when I was in university, it was only, I hate to say, be sound prejudiced here. It's not prejudice. It's literally the, what I saw. Asian kids had notebook computers, like laptops, because they were still prohibitively expensive. I mean, regular computers were still expensive. Notebook computers were big, bulky, big pains in the ass. When you go to the library, it was almost always international students who obviously had money anyway. And mm -hmm. But everybody else, they were using school computers, these big fucking bloat bold pieces of shit. <laughs> hey, guy, do you think it's fair for Howard to single you out this way? No, but he knows he's gotten under my skin, so it's, he's going to keep going with it. <laughs> All right, guys, the next clip is all about the wrap-up show of the same, I, I think it's the same day, or it could be the following day. Either way, it's part three in the saga, uh, and this is just the best of the wrap-up show, so it might span a couple days. They try to condense it into like 15, 16-minute bits at this point when they were packaging it for Howard TV. And how, and Shuli looks really prepared for the job, excited to be there and dressed so nice and looking so good. <laughs> Sam showed me, she told me to look up the shoe bomber because I forgot the visual. And uh, yeah, aside <laughs> from the shitty ponytail, he's a spot on match. Hey everybody, it's Shuli. And on Monday's wrap up show, tensions were running a little high. People came in, were already planning their escape for Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, you know, Howard called them out on it and I jumped in as well. And uh, some feelings were hurt. People were on edge. They were not happy with me. And I had to go into the wrap-up show and defend myself for... <laughs> How great is it that a picture of Hank in the bunny suit is way funnier just being on the wall <laughs> than Shuli is talking? Even the serial killer writing is more yeah. humorous on the no other side. Uh, I like how Shuli is the first person to do fake news because this narration he's taking right now is not what happened. He acts like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody wants a job out and we got it. You sat there and you were lucky if you had a line every 20 minutes. And you notice the word he used, escape. Oh, yeah. Es 
escape. That's like I said, guys, language matters. It does. Trying to be funny on a comedy show. Go figure. Uh, Are you weird? Fillmore, we were figuring the same thing. Comedy show. Try to be funny. Go figure. Yeah, I know. We're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime now. Anytime now, genius. Undependable. I do not think I am undependable. Look at, him, look, at him, yeah, look at Gary getting nervous. I don't think I'm undependable. He looks like he's in a church pew. Like, what are your sins, sir? You know, I you know for a long time I'm just focused on this visual, which is as as fucking tragic as it is. And John Hine, every time we did, people bring up that he looks like a molester, that he looks like you know some kind of serial rapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see nothing to dissuade me from that argument when I see him on visual. You know what I see? You know, in the infomercial, cha-cha-cha-tia, and they sprinkle the, they sprinkle the things on the chia pad, and it goes, cha-cha-cha-tia, and then it shows the, the stuff growing at a little bit, the grass out of the head. That's what I see. You that just cuts you to the core. Well, okay, do you think that... Oh, Howard's being disingenuous when he says, hey, I just asked a question. Do you think there's a difference between asking, do you think you're going to be able to make it in tomorrow? And can I depend on you? Do you think can I depend on you is a bit of a loaded question? Yes, I'd absolutely. Right. Yes. And and we all knew it, but apparently you didn't know <laughs> so it. I did know it. Yes. He's like, what do you mean? Good. That's honest. Apparently you didn't know when to walk away, stupid. Well, you just know Jason was in the back going, Gary was feeding into this. What the fuck are you doing? You 79. Or you eighty or whatever the fuck it is. He yeah, he he he's you're right. He's to blame for most of this himself. Jan Hine has the spine of an octogenarian, and you're sitting here and telling me that he can even say this. Yeah. Ian, what are you talking about? And then and then well, I'll uh uh, there's a, there's a guy up on the board that I you know take the call from number seven. Oh, I just took four, so hold oh, on. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Chris, you go first, then we'll go to over seven. Connecticut. Hey, Chris in Connecticut, how you doing? Hey, guys, uh, great show. Uh, listen, I think you know Howard and Robert are a little out of touch with things, and I understand what you're saying. You know, you want to be there with your family. There is stuff that you can do. I, you know, they have people that can do that stuff for them. I don't know. I, I, I think it was just. Uh, I think it was a little too harsh on you. Well, that was the other thing too. When when. Uh, Howard at one point said words to the effect of, oh, and then all the anger come out. Gary goes, you have two houses and you have a staff of people. That's not jealousy or anger. I'm, I've never been jealous of his home. I, I am so happy for him that he has what he has. I'm just saying you have options that I don't have. So don't. Very true. It's also, I realize when Gary is dressed like a Sopranos character and you're expecting somebody to be tough and you know, what are you going to do about it? Fuck you. You know, yeah. he really is dressed and kind of looks like he can be an extra in The Sopranos. And then he comes off and you're hearing this. It's a little like, wait, I'm sorry. You're not you don't look right for this kind of and pussiness. Look at, and look at Jason prior to the summit meeting, obviously to being doing what he's what he's been was hearing rumblings about and putting on a blazer or sports yeah, jacket and and taking and 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 Bowie meanwhile is still shopping for Adidas knockoffs at the Goodwill store and coming in looking like he was just rolled. Yeah, he looks like he's about to be shot on the boat like pussy, big pussy. <laughs> Can I sit down? Don't don't compare us. So, this is one of those weird things <laughs> and I, I'm talking as a Howard Stern fan, not as an employee. 
where I disagreed with every single thing that Howard said to you about the hurricane, but and yet enjoyed it. every single second of it. I right. mean, I was laughing. I, I mean, I feel you saw. I felt bad for you. I came and talked to you. I think a couple different times, but. Oh my God, was that funny? Even though I, I thought he was totally wrong in what he was saying, it was still it was still great. Now you know if this if Howard's hearing this, he's pissed at Jason. Even if he's you know saying a good thing about he thought the entertainment value was high. I think that it it could go either way because Howard is so probably nervous about it still being funny after Artie. So if he's getting props for oh this was so funny when you know it was him standing up on the megaphone doing most of the legwork, then I'm sure he's thinking it doesn't matter because I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Sorry. What, that's, no, that's what we talked about last week. That's the weird backhanded compliment I get. It is love, a weird. love you, Gary, but I love what he yells at you. Did it make it worse that <laughs> Shuli was in there piling yes, on? It didn't. And, and, uh, and Shuli's out having a cigarette. I told him he goes, should I have a cigarette before the beating? I said, have two. But because I don't think, I mean, I think there's a line of people who want to beat up on him. But when you sit in the studio, yes, it's your job to be funny. Now, I didn't think everything he said today was being funny. I thought at times he was piling on. And even if you are being funny and you are piling on, you can't expect to walk out of the studio and act like it didn't happen. When you go in there, you're saying, all right, I'm going to fuck with Gary. And if there's repercussions, I'll deal with it. Not only that, but he walked out of the studio after such a long period of time and completely changed the narrative. Like it was nonstop laughs. It was a Rodney Dangerfield set. It was a Don Rickles set. And, you know, we just goofed on booing. It was the best. Me and Howard. Yeah. It was a long silence for every one line you could come up with every 20 minutes, if you were lucky. It was the 27th superstar sketch on SNL. You if know, Howard but- is comparing to you in lines where it's tit for tat, maybe funny, you're in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. But Julie wants it to be like, what do you mean, man? What are you talking about? So, first of all, the funniest thing that happened was uh, after the show, you asked me, Julie, if he was going to have time to come down to the wrap-up show. I didn't. No, Julie I didn't. always has time to come down to the wrap-up I didn't. Show. He just said, do I have time for a cigarette? Even before? when John doesn't have time for Julie to come down to the wrap-up show, he finds time to come down to right. the wrap-up show. You know, I, I thought Julie was brutal to you, and some of it was funny, and some of it was, oh, I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to see what's going to happen off air between Gary and Shuli, like if there's going to be tension there. But, you know, there is there is something to be said, if I, since Shuli's not here, to say like, hey, he's, you know, he, he's auditioning for, for a job. I, I would imagine. And he just, you've just outed Shuli as what well, we all knew. It wasn't obvious. It wasn't as if it wasn't obvious. He's a complete air whore. Air whore. And if that was your audition for the job, if you were comfortable in your performance, why wouldn't you come on the wrap-up show? Because you know it's shit. And and ultimately, the, it's not even just not being funny. Like, that that would be already a cardinal sin on the Howard Stern show. He's got plenty of company there for unfunny shitheads. The biggest, most, like, egregious error that Shuley made was he's not likable on the show. But he felt confident enough to give that little rundown after it ended and to also sit there you know, slack jaw and not doing much when Howard was backing him and saying, right, Julie? Yeah, Julie, that's fine. So he thinks he thinks that's going to be enough to get him through the door to be. Yes. I'm going to be the hired gun. Mm. Keep having yeah, some I'll, cigarettes. <laughs> well, the other. Yeah, well, that's well, that's exactly it. And he's going in with the confidence of like a road tested comic. But 
like it, but it's not a road tested comic. It's a guy who's not get, getting a genuine laugh ever and believes that because of the hours he put in, Oh, you, yes. you guys are just not smart enough to get my humor. Like I'm funny. You just don't know it. Yeah. He, he really is billing by the hour. Like he thinks, well, I've been, I was on here for so long, so this must be good. They don't <laughs> have anyone else. He literally is the guy in Beetlejuice waiting room. When he looks over and he goes, got a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and so by mer- like by merit of, look, I've been here long enough. I should get that slot and I'll get, I'll take that slot. I'm going to fucking, you, you knew he went in there going like, <laughs> Watch me stretch, you know, watch, you watch please, me fucking chill. Can you please input the, the image of the Beetlejuice cigarette guy? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? In the waiting room? Yeah. Hold yes. on. Go pull up the picture really quick. Okay, one sec. Let me see if I can get it, first of all. I love it. You want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> you have to include that. Maybe I'll try to make a Photoshop if I can get it like a, uh, a, um, like a Blu-ray version or something like that. So <laughs> God, good. That's great. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> God, that was an underrated film, actually. I, I think I it doesn't get enough. You know how films get callbacks all the time. It's it's actually criminally underrated. Michael, Keeble I have it really, on really DVD. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's fine, but if, you know, I you can't blame it all on. Hey, I'm trying to get the job, so I made you look like a piece of shit. And I said to John, it was a lot like the kid in school who accidentally does something right that the whole class did wrong. Just <laughs> so he accidentally decided to take the room, probably because he just didn't want to be home. And <laughs> oh, please! First of all, is there anything more embarrassing than truly gloating about the fact that he left his wife and newborn baby right. at home? I oh. mean, let, let, forget Howard for a second. He's gloat. He kept pointing out the the Howard. Oh, how cool am I to be at the hotel? That, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know what? You know what, truly? I don't think you look that great. He goes, no, you don't. I like how Jason made sure to say, forget Howard. No, we're remembering him, too. <laughs> that both mm-hmm. of these losers don't care about their family, their sister, their parents, their children whatsoever. That's precisely it. They're hey, more I'm concerned be... about being completely unfunny on a show that nobody really hears. And that no one really cared about at this point anyway. Not like at it all. It really was in the nadir of right before GTD and no one was, I mean, people were finding, people were listening to the Nick and Artie show. They were listening to what was left of ONA. People were, people were listening to so many other things then. And that we were in the downfall, the free fall. Yeah, absolutely. Marin was 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 starting up, and uh, Joe Rogan was certainly getting yep. pushing steam, and Russell podcasts Brand. were starting to be Russell Brand. Absolutely, Ari Shafir. All these guys were putting on podcasts, and just being and Uncle Joey. Everybody was doing podcasts eventually. Like it, once it's once it started happening, it was an avalanche. Now we're probably inundated with way too many, but you know that's the nature of any kind of endeavor. There's always going to be a lot of chaff amongst the wheat. Here, I'm the good guy, and I found that annoying. And surely in all fairness, is not a homeowner and never has been a homeowner. So doesn't ha- like, surely I'm, I think he rents, correct? I don't know. He, I think hey, John, he re- we're trying to see how long we can go rents- without you talking on your own show. It's okay. You're doing great. <laughs> I think he rents a house somewhere, you know, right, right, right across the river. So if a tree falls, he's like, I'll pick up all my shit. Let the water come in. It's not my head. You know, we- That's so true. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I- I own a home. You have to pay for all this insurance. Flood is separate. I, I mean, there's so much that goes into it that you don't think of when you rent a home or you rent an apartment because it really isn't right. your bag. You don't care. 
No, and yeah, and it's and I forgot completely forgot about that. I mean, insurance is not. I mean, there is fire insurance, life insurance, house insurance, car insurance, all this fucking shit. It adds up. And then when you're in a specific area that's known to have floods or hurricanes or now I don't know that there is such a thing as hurricane insurance. Maybe there is. I doubt it. Isn't that an act of God? I mean, I don't have that here, but you know, I have flooding and fire and stuff. But I do think about if I ever stop paying my taxes, like. They could just take my house anyway. So it doesn't even really matter. Do we really even own our homes? <laughs> <laughs> Bill was, I was I'm, I'm going home after the show. I'm trying to get a car service to go home after the show because I can't, I will not be able to re- relax tonight thinking that my wife is home scared. E- even if it's just listening to the wind and being scared, I can't, I can't hack it. And, and Will is v- very much undecided. And I told him, I go, when you get a call at one o'clock in the morning, that a tree branch came through the window and your wife and kid are screaming and they need someone just to comfort. Forget right. fixing this shit, just comforting them. Well, you're gonna, you're point, gonna, though. you're gonna feel like garbage. And but that's like, a huge yeah, point yeah. because so Rob was like, "What are you gonna do? Cut a tree down?" I'm like, "No, but maybe I can help my family from being scared shitless." Right. You want to be there for them. Right. And it's totally true. During the blizzard, it was scary as fuck. Like, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. And oh yeah, if I, I were I, alone, yeah. like without another adult. Mm-hmm. I would have been really worried. Oh, it was it was heartbreaking. Some of the stories I saw people went out for a walk and never came back, like literally were found in a drift days later and uh, in cars, obviously, but also people trying to go get help. They were stuck. They couldn't move. What else was their option? Stay in the fucking car. There's just like no visibility and the wind was so, but you know, like the scene in the Wizard of Oz when it, it's the twister picture mm-hmm. that with like snow and yeah. you just, I mean, I've never seen anything like that, really, for that long. Yeah, and in case anybody's wondering, I have been in a hurricane. Physically, I've been in a hurricane, and I tried to walk. I tried to walk stupidly. Tried to see if I could walk to a space to get like uh, like on the road to get a taxi. At that point, it was blackout. There was zero lights, street lights, traffic lights. Not the only lights you could see were the headlights of cars going zigzagging through crushed like fallen trees and shit. Power lines, uh, flagpoles that's made of solid steel, like bent over in the middle, and then glass was flying in my eyes from the broken windows and carried, you know, like from there was tiles off of fucking buildings that were like coming off. I had to go right back into the hotel that we were at a five-star hotel, just kind of chilling at the bar. And, um, and we said, well, we got to wait this out. And we did, we had to wait like two, three hours. And then finally it would calm down a bit, but my God, it was never, there was no option to be outside. There's just, you couldn't do it. But don't you think like that's exactly the point that Jason's making is, of course, you want to be there for your family. Like, you don't want to be the only adult. Uh, no, and certainly. And it's it's fascinating to see. I, I love inclement weather when you're inside looking at it, you know, like rain, for example. Yeah. I love a good rainstorm. I love catching, capturing lightning, like uh, time-lapse photography. But it just sucks a little bit to be in it. Well, when, you, when you're not sure what's going to happen and how long it's going to be and... Y- Again, you're the only you can, responsible person. It's a little like, and there's nobody da- coming to get you. Like, it's daunting. It can be. It can yeah. be scary as fuck. It doesn't matter how old you are either. Jesus Christ, you're made to feel real small in a situation like that. And Jason, you're you're right. And not, but Will also is thinking, you know, am I not dependable then? Am I letting the show down because everybody else is coming here and, and you know and braving whatever they're braving and staying in the hotel in the city? Who who's staying in the hotel? Everybody who came in. Who? No, we all. Oh, no. I don't know who's who, staying. Who's staying in the hotel? Uh, the, surely, 
Surely, surely's the only one. Yeah. Tim. And Tim lives in the and city. Tim lives in the city. I think. Uh, I think Brandano. Brandano's staying. Yeah, he's staying. Yeah, but he's got nobody. JD and I, and that's true. JD and I have no. <laughs> it's true. They have nobody. These are derelicts, not paid much. You think they're going to miss a chance to get some free fucking condiments at the hotel? If they're paying for the hotel, like not them, but if somebody yeah. else, like Sirius, is of course, right. if they have no significant other, no kids, no house. They have no life. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Have you have each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 no, I think the question is who with the family is staying in tonight? Nobody. Oh, can I just tell you, if I didn't have... <laughs> yeah, including your fucking boss who's being driven to his estate, whatever his, his goddamn, uh, you know, his, his duchy. Do you know how sad it is that his family didn't have power for that long? And he, I mean, yeah. that's despicable. Yeah, it is despicable. I mean, I, I, we're probably like white, we're not whitewashing. We're probably like giving it short shrift. But I, we, I just got to find some audio or some, some video indicating this. I'm, I'll look through and see what it is on the show and see his mentions of the sister and stuff. We'll definitely have that as part of the saga, guys. Trust me. Mm -hmm. If I have it, you'll, you'll hear it. The wife. Holy shit, Tim got us sweet fucking hotel rooms. I mean, 30, 30th floor suites with, with huge Hello. beds and internet. Yeah, I, in fact, I almost came in last night and I told Janice this it would be more fun. I wanted to bring Janice in last night. We had the hotel room for last night because the transportation was shut down. Yeah, She, even though it's a pet-friendly hotel, she would not, she would just not up and leave. I couldn't make her do it. She just would not, even if I said we could bring the dog and the cat, she was like, I'm not leaving the apartment. I do want to say one good thing about, about my staff because I do. How sad is it that Jason is more confident in his decisions than somebody who's been on the show way longer with no kids? Like, Jason just has pets and a wife, and even he is comfortable being certain. Yeah, I think the difference, main difference between Bowie and, let's say, Jason is, Jason, first of all, these con these confidence pills, he calls them, the whatever they called them, I can't remember now offhand. Oh, Prozac. But, uh, no, it wasn't Prozac, it was something else, uh, the... Um, What's Le Lexapro. Lexapro, that's it. And he, but also he's just inherently savvier to the show and smarter. And he knows Howard and he knows the, the game that they play in the, the treadmill that Bowie's on. And he doesn't, like, if you see that happening to someone, do you want the same for yourself? Of course not. He's at least smart enough to know that. Now that you said this, look at what he's doing. Instead of kowtowing the way Bowie is, pathetically, he just throws on a blazer and says whatever he wants. What's the easier way to go? Dress up like pussy from Sopranos and get fucking heckled and, you know, constant shit, verbal diarrhea in your face and you're going to have to keep kowtowing and coming back? Or is it going to be easier to throw on some brown blazer and do whatever the fuck you want and be confident in it? Jason is savvier. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it just, it's not even the, it's not even the path of least resistance, but you're just making yourself as small a target as possible. And for Jason, that's kind of tough, but you know what I mean? And Howard is more triggered by people, not the visual for Howard is immediate. So if he sees Jason wearing a blazer, oh, you're going to stay home. Fine. Right. Oh yeah. But also yeah, you're on board. Like you listened to me about this and you yes. followed up. Bowie, and you. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you're fucking going out for the mail and might get a fucking two in the head. Bye. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bowie's preparing to meet Beansy. <laughs> <laughs> Beansy Gata. <laughs> I really do love the guys that work with me. For a guy like Jason or a guy like Will, 
this would be an excellent opportunity to stab me in the back. Meaning to say, this would be an excellent opportunity for for to take the hotel room and say, listen, I'm dependable. Gary's not dependable, but I'm going to step up. Only an asshole would take this as an opportunity to better themselves by putting you down. Surely. Perfect. That Perfect. is amazing. Yep. Um, anyway, we're going to uh, end it right there. Guys, um, we hope you've enjoyed these uh, this this second and uh, thir- third and fourth part of uh, Hurricane Sandy. There's a lot more to come. Trust me, we are not even close to being done. And we're going to try to get at them in a more timely fashion. It's just a matter of uh, sitting down and making sure we cover all bases and also get to other materials so you guys aren't bored with this saga. So that's uh, part of the QF uh, ethos. Any closing thoughts, my dear, before we uh, shut her down? Well, this was awesome and we do cover a lot of bases so sorry if we don't get to something sooner or later but there is so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. it really is like going to a buffet and and even if all the food you get doesn't go together you're like i still i want that so bad let's get a little of everything yeah don't be the people that buy the lunch and stay for dinner we're get we're gonna get to it (laughs) yeah trust me don't leave don't slam the door on the musicians just yet anyway (laughs) And say, listen, I'm dependable. Gary's not dependable, but I'm going to step up. Only an asshole would take this as an opportunity to better themselves by putting you down. Shirley's here. <laughs> Steve, I, mean, I, see, I see Steve Brandana <laughs> laughing back there. Shirley, you, I think. Is there, by the way, is there a more punchable face than Shirley at this point? I know we said this about Ross Sapin, but Shirley is like easily a close second. Well, you're closing in on uh, John Hine here, who <laughs> looks pretty punchable. <laughs> That's true. Did a very, very good job in the studio today, and everybody hates you. Well, that's everybody. how you know you did a good job. Well, oh, it is. My question to you is, <laughs> so I thought it was like there was like some sort of funny meter. So I sat Shuli down and told him how to work, and that's that's what he walked away with. Shuli, <laughs> everyone hates you. You're doing something. Shuli, right. when you were in there, yeah. Were you thinking twice about how far you were going to go? I understand Howard saying, Shuli, you're going to be here. Like, of course I'm going to be here. But you went well beyond. Of course I'm going to be here. Well, listen, it comes down to the age-old scenario, which is there are no guests today. So we definitely become the guests on the show. And somebody's going to get their shot, you know, whether they want it or not. But that's not the question. That's a cop-out. That's not the question. It just doesn't seem organic, though, when you do it like that, when you're like, oh, there's no guests today. So I got to insert myself as a total dickhead. Well, the other thing is, if you're a planned show, right, they have guests that are scheduled to come in regularly. You can't say, we're going to suddenly wing it. We don't have a guest like the guest. Like, if it's not uh, in this situation, maybe it is the situation where um, they're, uh, the guest canceled that they normally would have had because of the hurricane and they're going ahead with the show. Well, then that's on them. And they should still have uh, some kind of um, backup plan arranged, old bits that they haven't used or things that are in the can always, like what we do. You think? Of course. I mean, to me, this is just absurd that, oh, so the guest cancels. So now we have to fill air with Shuli. Yeah. (laughs) On top of that. I mean, like there was really nothing better. Well, on top of that, better (laughs) on top of that, you've got like this. Think of this. Okay, it's it's about the hurricane, but they're spending so much time. I mean, during the show, they talked about other things, whatever. But this took up so much time that week talking about the hurricane and yes it's topical it's what's going on but it's a new york specific thing you're not appealing to the rest of your listeners whatever across the country by just focusing on the you're having your head up your new york ass well i think he's kind of let that go a while so 
you know, I really think over the years, especially when he got on Sirius, that became less and less of a priority for him to appeal to a massive amount of the country. And yeah. he really did just care about those coastal elites and that whole bullshit. Yeah. But I do think that um, you're right. Like there are other things going on, but I think even if you're in New York City or in the area and it's a big deal, you're going to hear this and kind of want to turn it off and be infuriated because you're probably also worried for your family and you wish you had a wing or a Hamptons house to save your mom, to save your sister or brother from not having power for weeks. Isn't, yes. There were no guests today, so I'm in the hot seat. Ronnie's in the hot seat. How far you go doesn't depend on whether we have a guest or not. But, when, but since, go, but since when put, do we put, set you, up? But Gary, since when do are there limitations on how far we go? No, there are no limitations at okay, all. Okay, so then what's but, the problem? But the, but you, do you think there's there um are, are there going to be repercussions? I mean, there were were you and Doug when Doug busted your balls on the air, whether it was funny or not. There were, you were pissed. About the, with the baby clothes, you yeah, know? we're allowed to even say that. No, it's, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, like, like it, it was something happened on no, the No, absolutely. And, Listen, I knew, it, I knew I pissed you off. But going back to the first time I sat in for a week, I pissed you off before the show even started. And I came to you right after that, and I said, Gary, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I got into this goofing mode with the guys, and you said, if you don't do that, then you're not doing your job. Absolutely, but it doesn't mean that I can't get pissed off at you. And that's fine. You're entitled to. But I'm just saying it's the same thing you told me not to shop. So this cockiness of his is only happening because Howard allowed it to. If Howard even put up the slightest hint that this wasn't acceptable, he wouldn't have the balls right now. And like he said initially, you know, I came up to you and apologized right away. He's walking into this situation not apologizing. He's saying, I did my job, Gary. I yeah. We didn't have a guest, and I did my job. You still didn't get the chair, Shuli, so great job. <laughs> that, that's the funny part. Like, he's got this, this um, pumped-up hubris, like, I made it, man. Top of the world, ma. You know, <laughs> I'm in the Artie chair. And this is, keep in mind, guys, you know, now almost two years after Artie is gone, they haven't replaced anybody. I don't know why Shuli thinks for some reason that's going to happen just because he got in there during this stupid, this stupid, uh, you know, disaster relief show that they're doing. And, um, and at the same time, it's like, don't you have the brains to realize if Artie's money is no longer on the table and you don't, you're not seeing any remuneration from this. You're actually just filling in like a volunteer, like some guy off the street. Why not just say like, no, if I'm doing that, if I'm getting that on the air, I want money for it. Sorry. I think that they probably desperate. were, they weren't clear with him. I'm sure about what the possibility of Shuli's position is. Like, I think a lot of their positions on the show are unclear Big of time. how you can move up or down or however this navigates. So I don't even think they probably clearly expressed to him that there is no more Artie chair. I don't think one person probably said that. It kind of always felt like a tryout. Well, well, that that's the thing. It doesn't seem like... Um... It doesn't seem anything more than, okay, we're so short of people on the air and Robin's not in studio. Let's try it. That Literally, that's the word. Try. Not, yeah, that would be a great idea. It's, I don't know if it would be a good idea. Let's put him in and see what happens. And you should, at this point, know what he's about and if he, you think he would be good on the air. And we've heard him on the air many times. Julie's awful on the air most of the time. Yeah, except for, like, some whack packers, I agree with you. I... 
I really think though that this confidence in his voice that we're hearing in hindsight now that we're listening to this in 2023 is yeah. hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's nothing better because it was talking with Len Young about it and and uh, James Santiago and I said there's no you know he has he's a, he is a product of this show surely. The the hubris like the 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 inflated ego that comes from having done the show or having been on the show but not actually make, making it as a stand-up comic. He thinks, I got on the Stern Show, I worked on the Stern Show, doesn't matter if they paid me nothing, I became a big superstar. So now this Shuli network that he started, this bullshit, which is a YouTube channel basically, and whatever he does to record, uses to record, it he doesn't have the, the uh, sense of self-reflection to realize, no, I still am a hack. I know. And it's interesting because even Stuttering John knew when it was time to jump and made mm -hmm. way more money. So you can make fun of him now, which, duh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's a flagrant idiot. But yeah. it's still like, at least during that time period, he knew this is all I'm going to get out of this. I know it's time to go. Right. And if somebody say, well, you know, Shuli's just trying to make his way. We shouldn't, you know, give his shit, would give him shit about anything. You're punching down against a fucking alcoholic who's no longer podcasting. Stuttering John's channel, channel and recording is non-existent. He has about seven videos left on his YouTube. He took everything else down. Now they're scrambling because he is smartly staying off the air. He doesn't want to give them any material. I don't blame him. And I don't blame him either. He should go to rehab. <laughs> yes, he should, actually. And maybe spend really? some time with his kids. I yeah. away from last time. I thought you were being a big. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, like a uh, a jumper on. Like you actually No, you accidentally did something correct by taking the hotel room, right. and you were going to rub it in everybody's face. Well, because it wasn't easy for me to leave last night either. Well, I imagine everybody. Easy. No, it wasn't at all. But at that point. In Bullshit. It was totally easy for him to bail on his family during a storm. He couldn't be more thrilled. Like a kid getting to stay up late and jump on a bed and like order, you know, taken. He was thrilled. <laughs> he was. You, you couldn't like, um, it would be that thing where like, <laughs> so it's like one of those disaster movies where we need someone to detonate the pod from the asteroid. And she was me. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't he didn't wait. Hesitate. To get away from his family. He had you know, kind just, of like Howard. That's why another reason why I think Howard totally admired him. He's like, oh, you're blowing off your family too again? <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it, it's a suicide <laughs> mission. You'll never see your family again. Where do I sign? Everybody's <laughs> calling their family from the plane on like flight. <laughs> you know, 193 Howard's like, I'm good. Julie's <laughs> playing Counter-Strike or some shit on the computer. <laughs> Howard's when he's hoping... busting your ball. What's that? Howard, if Howard went down in the flight, he'd be just holding his wig on for dear life, hoping that his corpse isn't found bald. <laughs> <laughs> this Carrie said one time, he said, I hope he when he does die, it isn't in his bed. It is and not because he wants him to suffer, because we all do, but it would be one of those things where <laughs> he dies in an accident and the autopsy has to be public. <laughs> and we find out all the surgeries. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I found uh, uh, TikTok's a gross place sometimes. And I found Kobe Bryant's uh, autopsy like report. Yeah. It was the most. I first of all think it's disgraceful to put that up. But obviously morbid curiosity. 
And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is just so horrendous. But you're right. If it happened for Howard, I'd be all over that. (laughs) We'd have charts on the wall, like, you know, the x-ray, when they're looking at x-rays and they have them on the slides. (laughs) It'd be like an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Um, the, um, the, the other one I was thinking of was like, um, Chris Farley death photos. Like they, yeah. they, they are, oh. they are out there and they are so hard to watch. I've seen them. Cause oh, I, again, like too. you said, morbid, morbid fascination, but, uh, w- they're disturbing. You really, it, when you look at them, you're like, Oh God, you know, don't let me go this way. I think we talked about that one time during the RD episode. Maybe it was when we did it for vice, but yeah, those yeah. are so disturbing. And uh, would you like the top bunk or bottom in hell, Fillmore? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, you know, I'm I'm adapting to the situation. I'm not going to sit here and go, yeah, I had a long talk with my wife and it was uh, up and down whether I left. It, he doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear jokes about you. Yeah, but some of them weren't jokes. That's my point. <laughs> I think all of them weren't jokes. <laughs> yeah, I had so much dead air and hackery. Some of the hack shit that he said was so bad that they had to just glaze over it as seamless as possible and not even acknowledge what he said. I think also by the time it gets a bit closer, it gets to present day, certainly by 2015. I don't know about you, but by the time I stopped listening to the show, I was getting fed up with Bowie song parodies. And I felt like uh, enough. We've heard the best of them. You're not going to top like uh, the Zep Bowie or, you know, Baker Street Bob Bowie. You'll never top these. So don't, stop trying. It kind of reminds me like I talked about last episode, E-Bombs World, and they used to do those funny little videos and song parodies or funny, quirky, ironic videos. It's funny during that time. And I could revisit it and still laugh like a few years later. But overall, I'm not going to be watching. If I had to listen to it every day, I wouldn't think it's funny anymore. And that's what the buoy situation felt like. And I also think I... If Shuli, another reason why I really am glad we're doing this is because Shuli really thinks this was a great moment in his career, yes. like still. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like stuttering John talking about the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar roast writing for it. it. Yes, exactly. And so you mythologize in your head how great this moment was. And when you take it apart in its entirety, like we're doing, it's really not special. No, it's not special. It's it's the it's direct opposite of special. I mean, or, or you know, it's or it's the other kind of special. Here we go. Sometimes some of them were like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'll be here tomorrow. You know, you can depend on me." And that's just not a joke. That's just being a dick. <laughs> all right. Well, I, but there's listen. a difference. Okay. I'm, I'm all about. I will take almost any amount of shit if there's a joke involved. There was a lot of shit today where there were no jokes involved. Good By point. By me saying you can depend on me that I'll be here, that that's me being a dick to you. No, Shuli, you were a dick because you were bragging about how you basically abandoned your family to be in the show and you're that dedicated, meaning really not understanding you're making yourself look like shit with your own family, number one. And number two, you're uh, you're actually pissing off everybody else in the staff. Like you're, you're insinuating everybody else is not as dedicated as me, sucking up to Howard and not realizing that's exactly what that looks like. You're being a brown noser. And also realizing that Nobody else listening is on the same level of not caring about their family as Howard is, unless maybe it's like King of All Blacks. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, and the thing is, no one likes a brown noser. Zero people like the apple polisher in the classroom. I, 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 I've, <laughs> I've known friends that did this and, and they just, 
you know, it, it, I think it was involuntary. They didn't realize they were doing it. Uh, some, most of them, some of them were just, they just basically, they'd kiss anybody's ass to get ahead. But, uh, when she was doing it, I guarantee he sat down with his wife and said, listen, I got to grab this with both hands and my feet because I will never get this shot again. And they probably fought about it. And she probably said, look, okay, whatever. And, but, but I'm telling you, right. <laughs> you're going to pay for this in some other way. This is going to be great for my career, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think it's funny? Well, I didn't think it was intentionally being an asshole to you. I well, think maybe I, th- I think maybe you got pissed off at Howard number one, and then if, as usual, everybody piles on, and I'm the new guy no, piling on, but, and but it's what, easy to put the blame on me. What? I'm the new guy piling on. You've been on since Sirius started. Oh, let's not even count the years that he's tried. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, all the free, sh- all the free, all the free, uh, like calls in like half hour long, just providing content for zero money, zero sponsored money, nothing. You're totally right. Nobody likes an apple polisher at None. all. No, I mean, like when, when, how would, when, sorry, when Sal, how, hello, how I can't let you do that. <laughs> when Sal, when Sal would, uh, sorry, Dave, I can't let you do that. Um, when Sal would come in. And try to do his whitewashing stuff. That was funny because it's so clearly the stockbroker mode. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like I think Ross is intelligent. He's thoughtful. He's articulate. <laughs> like what? So great. I love and I love it too because it is just really Sal. You yeah. know. Yeah. Totally. At, at his core, but with truly, like it's dis- certain people can get away with being <sighs> even like, even like. Even yeah. Fillmore, think about uh, um, Sal and Richard when they're sucking up to Robin, and you totally know it's just for the sake of sucking up. Yes, <laughs> but they don't know what to do with themselves. Like yeah. when they were like the entire charity thing and sitting at the table, and we're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring my own flies <laughs> and my own Guatemalan <laughs> kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, See, that's great <laughs> yeah it was just would be pure stupidity but it, like with Julie, it's it's calculated and that's mm-hmm. i guess the biggest problem if something is a little too obvious that that can be a, a negative as well you know what this in high school i had somebody who was shitty at chemistry and balancing equations but i was good at it and she was my friend so i was like just copy off my paper who cares the brown noser told the teacher on my friend for copying me. Like, what is this your business? What do you think you're getting brownie points for telling on somebody else? I'm not copying. You're not copying. Who gives a shit? Right. Well, Shut I, up. I mean, well, that's it. And so th- for this, and then what, what, what he also surely doesn't realize there's, you know, there, there's going to be days on the show after the hurricane's done and you have to work with these people again and you start throwing people under the bus what do you think is going to happen to you long term they're going to disregard you they're going to if something comes their way and they hear oh maybe Shuli might be interested in this they're going to say no fuck this no promotion for you no sponsorship no gigs nobody wants you know a, an mc to for this comedy club i'm not going to help this asshole out that's exactly if i were buoy that's that's what i would do not tell them anything about it you're right. The long-term strategy is stupid because if you're, what if you have to promote something or you get involved in like a clothing brand or a product or whatever the fuck, something. do you think that any of these people on the staff are going to want to help you? No, no, I don't think so. Certainly not Mr. Uh, Mr. Mobile trampoline buoy. I'm not blaming you. What you said is 
<laughs> Listen, Gary can't be dependent on, but you can depend on me. I'll be no, here. No, that's what your boss, your boss said, can I depend on you to be here? And you said no. And then I just jumped and then in a, and goofed. And then a couple of times after that, you unsolicited volunteered. I'll be here tomorrow. I'm just busting balls, Gary. I mean, and, and I, I'm that's just all. saying. Okay. Uh, but, and but, if you want to be mad at me for it, I understand. Uh, you know, if you want. That's not busting balls. That's sucking up. Uh, if if Bowie was Tony Soprano, just how he's dressed, he would have got up, yoked his ass right up, and punched him out. Big time. <laughs> want me to apologize to you for I making jokes? Then I don't know what we're talking about here. You're just telling but me you're pissed that I'm a dick. <laughs> You'd be Richie April breaking up the card game. <laughs> oh yeah. Shuli's oh. <laughs> into me for sixteen oh. boxes of ZD. <laughs> Or fucking Ralph, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He killed him. Yeah. But do you do you think that you could just do that in there and walk out and everyone should go? Oh, it's no, just a not show. at all. So, not at so all. I'm pissed at you. Okay. And that's what it is. Okay. Now, Ronnie, you go. Fuck him. <laughs> now, Ronnie, you. <laughs> Sometimes it's just this. You know, Fillmore. We could do this all day. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Don Rickles roast available on YouTube for those who want to hear it. And Carson goes up. Jackie Wilson. Sorry, Jackie Wilson goes up. Oh, sorry, not Jackie Wilson. Um, Flip Wilson comes in. And he starts. He goes, what do I have to say about Don Rickles? I'd like to be most explicit. I've uh, thought about it. I've had a week, couple of weeks. I've had time to think about it. And uh, I thought the best way to express my opinion of Don Rickles would be to say, Fuck Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Ronnie. It's just, well, it's funnier because you don't expect like clean what you think are clean comics to swear, but even still. And uh, anyway, the, the timing of the delivery is perfect. But Ronnie coming in, and Ronnie knows Shuli's a fucking cockroach. Yeah, totally. And I just, you know, sometimes the less sad <laughs> is just great. It's yeah, dirt. Dirtbag knows dirtbag. You were really pissed off today at Shuli, but I, I forgot why. No, I, what do you mean really pissed off? Like you were genuinely like Gary's angry. really pissed off. Yeah, well, off. no, he, you know, he, he said that, uh, I'm, look, I'm here. I've been here with everything, through every fucking thing you could possibly think of. Blizzards, fucking 9-11, everything else. And, and this guy to come in and start ranking on me now? Because I'm not sure if I can cross a fucking bridge tomorrow? Shut up, John. I'm not talking to you. Don't even open your mouth. I see you going for the microphone. Mind your business. That's John Lieberman is talking to you. Yeah, exactly. That's right, you. So you're upset with Shuli because he questioned your professionalism? Yeah, well, I, you know or what? dedication. Yeah, I got a house, too, that I got to worry about. I got, you know, so yeah. do I. I have, you I don't have, have a, a house. I have a two-year-old apartment. Two, excuse me. It doesn't matter whether it's a fucking apartment or a house. The odds of something getting flooded and shit falling and trees falling are just as much well, a reality for me that's as it is decision. for you guys. That's your decision. And I made my decision. Okay, good. And if I want to comment on it. if you weren't on sitting it, in on this show this week, you wouldn't be fucking worried about it. You'd be your home. Opinion. You that's your home. You don't know that. Oh, I know it. Then get off my case. No. All right, then don't tell me to get off your Never. face. All right? Never. John Lieberman, what do you want to add to this? Well, Ronnie took the words out of my mouth. I mean, Ronnie brought up the fact that he believed that Shuli would not come in today or tomorrow if he weren't in studio. So, Shuli, the question is, would you be here if you weren't in studio, if you were simply reporting the news? Here's what changed my mind. Here, I was torn yesterday about whether or not to come in because the reality of it is I would have been out. Why were you torn, by the way? Because it was torn. Just say no. Just yeah. say no. I wouldn't have sat my ass here if I was just going to be some back office flack that right. came in for a few minutes. 
Yep. Bullshit. I I hate this feigning of I'm going to give you an honest explanation. No, you're not. (laughs) This is very much. This is very much Clinton going. uh, uh, What defines sexual relations? (laughs) Tell me what what depends. What you mean? What is is right? Exactly. (laughs) Because I know I wouldn't be able to get back home most likely until Wednesday, maybe even later. And I got a wife who's sick. I got a kid, two-year-old who's sick. Screw them. And they're getting ready to face, you know, blackouts and who else? Who, who, Fuck you know, what else? So I said, listen, I'll fucking, I, I don't know what to do. I called Tim. I said, what do you think I should do? Don't stay with your sick wife and kid. And- <laughs> listen, I, I, I loathe Jason just as much as the next person, but sometimes he can be on point. You sometimes you need that annoying fuck chirping oh, yeah. up. <laughs> Big time. The you mean the the new uh, Weight Watchers? What was it? Uh, the, no, what's the stuff called? Nutrisystem spokesperson. <laughs> I saw that disgusting food, which somehow they make look good on commercials, but you know it's all crap. You and know it makes it makes it makes airplane food look like fucking cordon bleu. Ugh, airplane food. The last time I went on an airplane, it was peanuts and chips and good luck <laughs> international flights they break out the microwave <laughs> <laughs> oh so nice <laughs> fantastic and tim said be smart go to a hotel room yeah. i get it i'm not jd yeah. jason they're gonna you know i've watched like old plane footage of what i showed me this i go look at what flying used to be like with like these huge gourmet meals hot stewardesses everybody's dressed to the nines getting on their flight everything looks beautiful <laughs> spacious seats i'm like look at what we deal with now i'd rather almost have a higher percent chance of dying than deal with the way we fly now seriously well, the ashtrays were in the in the armrests, and they Good. Actually, it was like Good. a bingo hall. They claimed to have a non-smoking <laughs> section, but you're all in the same fucking compartment. Of course, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather fly sitting like I'm at a slot machine than deal with what we have to deal with now. It, it can be brutal, yeah. <laughs> but so I said to so I said to him, "What do you think I should do?" And he said, "Well, Howard said he's working. As soon as I heard that, decision was made. Done deal." Oh. I said, "If Howard said he's working." I don't want to be on that list of people who don't show up. But, it, but hey, truly, if I can, first of all, I thought you were very funny today on the air. Thank you, Jay. Uh, but uh, uh, I didn't say he wasn't funny. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why people are upset. But uh, hey, listen, I understand. I, I think <laughs> if anybody funny, does, he was funny today. I just thought there yeah. were times when he wasn't being funny, and it just seemed vindictive. But uh, what? Are, how are you going to feel if you get a call tonight at the hotel, the one in the morning? A tree branch fell through the window. The baby's crying. I can't stop. I'm scared right. that, that there's so much noise. Like, how are you going to feel? It'd be as terrible. A, It'd be yeah. terrible, Jason. I don't. <laughs> I'll be busy getting the microphone out of my ears. Not only that, but if that did happen, you know, what happens right after a disaster in New York City? Looting, robbing, raping, shooting, crime. I mean, it's just that's what people do in desperate. During the blizzard, people went bananas they just started robbing the shit out of local stores and breaking in people's houses who they mm-hmm. knew weren't home it was bad i mean it's yeah, disgusting I... but that happens crime usually follows natural disasters unfortunately yeah that's why you need those fucking home alone traps when you're gone yeah um yeah i don't know what i would do i don't i would try everything in my power to get back home and to help them any way i could but if see I that's can't, why i can't, I can't. that's why i can't stay and in the i city understand tonight. Yeah. And, I, and i'm not knocking you for yeah, it yeah. at all i'm not knocking any of you guys for going home yeah you are well, you didn't no. knock me uh, on the- that's the direct opposite of what you were doing you're by saying by by 
brutalizing the point and saying, oh, Howard, I can be here, unlike these other assholes. It's not being said, but it is. I don't like when he does this. I didn't, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't like the both side of the fence nonsense. Shut up. If you want to be a dick, be a dick. Stop Own pretending it. that you're I'm I'm both sides of the fence, everybody. Fuck you. Yeah. Show. Uh, but Gary, uh, during the show, Shuli wouldn't have been here unless I called him yesterday and told him to come in, right, Shuli? That's no, not. Don't, don't tell excuse me, you. Tim. Tim. <laughs> excuse me. Nobody was mentioning anything about fucking work tomorrow and whether or not people were coming in. So I called you and I said, I sent you an email. I said, Are we getting rooms or is it every man for himself? I didn't tell him I'm not coming in. So hey, don't Tim, come what in did, and say that. Tim, what did I true. ask you when we got? Tim sent me an email you said, for. You said, "Is Shuli coming in?" No, because no. if he comes in, I'm in. What I said was, <laughs> Tim sent the thing about the hotel. I, I immediately right back. I go, the whole world has to be here. Are you covering meals? And Tim wrote yes, and I said, "All right." Well, I, I'm I'm <laughs> for Jason, that's a, a month's pay meals. I wonder, was this on Tim's salary or was this on Sirius's budget? I'm curious about this myself because I was reading some of the posts by Cormano uh, not long ago because I was researching the whole saga itself because I was making sure I got some of the things right. And <clears throat> it said Sirius is going to fund hotel rooms, but I still to this day don't have any confirmation whether it was Sirius or Tim's Tim's end. Well, Sirius, Sirius doesn't fund Howard. We know that. They fund his salary and he has to dole it out for production and everybody else's salary, right? Well, I, so, this is the, again, this is the thing I don't know because the way I saw it, the way I, the way I understood his contract, they handed him a hundred million in that first contract, not this one. They handed however much money in the first contract, and then I believe he pay, he gives money to Sirius to pay them as the middle person, like he's giving it back to them, but he decides via Sirius being the bad guy, being the person they negotiate with the salaries but ultimately it's howard that controls the salaries through sirius okay so then okay so if they're saying so it might come through it might come from howard, howard but it's right. really serious quote unquote okay so howard slash serious has to okay paying for this and then tim gives the word but i'm sure if i'm sure if tim didn't get the word he probably wouldn't have said i'm paying for hotel rooms I hope so. Jesus Christ, I would and him. But on the other hand, this is and this is where it gets interesting, guys. If everybody's on their their P's and Q's, minding their P's and Q's because of the whole Turk thing, they're getting things done soon to be like the summit meetings coming up. Maybe some of them are doing things out of pocket, worried about their job. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure. We'll never be 100% sure, I suppose. So or what's the point of doing the show? But no, but speculating only gets us so far. Yeah, and God forbid we speculate. We got to be like the BBC or people are going to get upset. Yeah, France 24. Oh, my <laughs> God. Jason goes, I assume this this means transportation <laughs> and meals. Tim, I'll, I'll tell you guys why. I was just outside. You would never know there's going to be a hurricane. Wow. Holland it's Tunnel. Call the before the storm. But it's yeah. coming. Breaking. Yeah. Hey, Holland Tunnel closed? is closing at 2. Oh, we got to go. Brooklyn Battery Tunnel closing at 2. Okay, okay. So, closing so, at 4. So, so it would be fair to say. So, so regardless of whether it comes or not, if the tunnels close, you're fucked. You're yeah, stuck. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my whole. Th that's another point that you better make. You better figure this out quick. And so leaving these people in limbo is such a disgrace because yeah, they do have families. So if they were staying or weren't staying, you better make it clear what's going on with the show because mm -hmm. 
they they do close down things like they close down the thruway during our blizzard. So if you are stuck in the city and you live in the suburb, well, sorry. Yep. Better absolutely. find a hotel room. You got it. Hey, that Letterman would be 99% not doing a show today, correct? Well, we wouldn't have, first of all, his show can't go on without guests. So I don't know who he's having on. I think his show could go on without guests. Have they ever done one without guests? Well, I, I think he's capable of it if, if need be. If nobody sources, can get there, then yeah. Right. I mean, if the bridges and tunnels are closed and there's nothing anybody can do. Sources are saying all bridges and tunnels will be closed by 4 o'clock today. So what, happens, so what happens, I set my alarm for the same time I do every morning. Mm. And I get up tomorrow morning at 4.15. And the first thing I do is I go on the internet. If I can get internet at my fucking house. Right, your power's up. Yeah. Good. Um, but yeah. I have a generator. Uh, and I see that the bridges and tunnels are still closed. So I now... Physically can't get in. It's not a matter of would I like to, do I want to brave it. I'm not going to be able to get in. So what do you do? Well, what what do you think will happen? Do you think that nothing Howard... will happen? Here's what's going to happen. No, nothing's <laughs> going to happen. The radio show will go on if Howard's here, and and if he's not here, the radio show won't go on. Like eat that. That's what's crazy. It's a radio show. Actually, Howard's not going to fire you. Jason, hold nothing's on. Nothing's going to happen. I know. Like hold on, because Tim's here. Tim, you can answer that question. If the bridges and tunnels are closed tomorrow, what happens? Well, we have uh, the opportunity to use our ISDN No, no, what if, I'm saying, what if Howard says, uh, I get is in. It, how is this not thought about a week in advance, at least? Well, the f f week, I mean, they should always have a contingency. That's the thing I don't fucking understand. Like, this is the most d disorganized show on the planet. I mean, I mean, we know of a couple other podcasts like this, but this, this particular, uh, like this whole idea that number one, if I'm Howard and I've got money I'll never spend in a hundred lifetimes, it's nothing for me to just say, guys, I got loads of space. Like here's a ho here's a rack of hotels. It's on me. Come on in. I'll pay for everything. I just want you in on the show because we got to do this. If we're going to do this, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you guys to do it without harm to your families. They can come with us. Da, 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 da. You can each have a room. It's not one like bunking up like fucking, you know, stripes or something. You know, you are, you guys are going to have comfort. Or if I were, you know what I would do if I were Howard? I'd say I have a 15 bedroom mansion in the Hamptons, whatever. I am, or at this palatial space, I built a studio in my, you know, say he builds a studio in his house. We're going to do the radio show from my house. Everybody bring whoever you want. Let's all bunker down, do the radio show. It'll be fun. He can't do it. He cannot be a part of this, this sort of, I don't know, community anymore of the radio show that he used to be where some, that would be something I think he would think of back in the nineties, but yeah. not anymore. No. And that's the thing. Again, I don't understand you with the money he has, he can have top of the line, secondary shit, a secondary setup at home. Like he does now, but he didn't when COVID broke, he was using webcam shit. Oh, it looked was so embarrassing, like a hostage video. It like, was horrific. It was like an ISIS video. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a beheading was like moments away. <laughs> it really did. It was so sad and pathetic. And it's so crazy because you think of like recording artists who have studios in their house and it's so professional looking. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that Michael Rosenbaum, uh, that inside of inside of me or inside of, I think it's inside of me. The uh, the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, he has his own little studio with a bunch of movie posters that are his favorite movies. He's a very total total like film geek. And he's got uh, like a DSLR or something that can film video, 
it, when they do the shot of side by side, people sitting on the couch and him on the other side, you see the setup. It's small, but it works. And when you see the stuff, everything's for 4K. The mic sounds fantastic. Everything's laid out in a certain way. And it's small, but it works. And the whole point is he's not a he's not Howard Money. He doesn't have Howard Money. All these years, he could have prepared for anything. Oh, just that means nothing. He, he, so is it laziness, cheapness, or just I don't give a fuck? Or all Both. three? Both. He yeah. hated having construction in his house. And he also just is lazy and cheap. So Beth needs her closet and whatever. So Howard. So, <laughs> that takes preference. And then when, once that remodel was over, he was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm done. Yeah. And fuck it, but what if nobody else can get in? And what if the power's down so his ISDN doesn't work? Then he won't be able to communicate. But what if he wants to come? What if Howard comes in tomorrow and it's and it's he's the only one here? Then he's got it. He said yeah. it today on the air. He's like, if I'm the only one here, I'll do the show. So that's up to him at that point. Yeah, Brad. He's and Howard is a bit real prick because he just doesn't want to take days off to ruin his fucking vacation. That's why he's forcing this fucking show to go on. It's not because he's got something something so important to say. It's just simply I don't want to have to get myself. I don't want my schedule fucked with later on down the road. Yeah, I want my celeb star fuck vacations. Yep. In Arkansas, you're on the wrap-up show. Oh, by the way, did you see that Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, ski collision case is on the Law and, Law and Crime Network? It's going on live. I did hear that. What is the deal with that? I don't know the details. I completely, I, it, it was something that wasn't even in my mind, but she, there was a, a guy suing her for just not, basically it was a collision, like a ski collision with someone else. And, um, and supposedly the guy's taking her to court for damages. Um, and I guess, I don't know why it's taken eight years or four, seven years for this to go to court, but to trial, but, um, I'm not, and I'm not sure if she's making an appearance or it's just her lawyers knowing her. I could see her not appearing at all unless she was forced to. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So goop, um, (laughs) she's such a fucking, she's such a fucking idiot. I, I, I don't know anybody that likes her. And I used to think women were like idolizing her. Most don't, they can't stand her and I don't blame them. It's too hoity-toity. Too hoity-toity. And I also never thought she was sexy, never thought she was attractive. She just looked like, I don't know, milk toast. Yeah, she really is just like a piece of plywood. <laughs> it's just me here. I think Gary's a little overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. The last week or two, it's kind of a gray area for Shuley when he gets on, you know. Hey, say what you want, but don't piss Gary off, you know. No, she only, she only pissed a lot of people off, and and I'm not telling them to stop doing it, but you if you can go on the show and say, listen, I used to get mad at Jackie, and I used to get mad at Stuttering John, too, as they did at me when I would fuck with them. As much stuff as you and I have done for Shuley, revenge is a bitch, Shuley. <laughs> what? <Right>? Jesus <laughs> it is. It's a- I mean, okay. Sorry, you want to add something? I, I just, I just don't. I mean, Tim's just like he. It's just like okay, she, revenge is a bitch, Julie. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is very vague, and I'm like, what are they going to hold something over him that they're not wanting to say on the air? Like what? Plus, what would that be? Plus, Tim is the one who said, "Do you want a hotel room?" And he took him up on the offer. So. Yeah, but it wasn't contingent on him fucking with everybody else in the in the compound to try to get ahead, basically pulling a stuttering John. 
Yeah, I guess Tim's pretty irritated, probably, but you know he's very vague in his. <laughs> well, well, this is also post shitgate, so I'm sure Tim's not exactly super thin, uh, thick skinned at this point. No, he feels the heat. Yeah. Also, a shitty and- show on Wednesday nights on ABC. <laughs> Isn't he dealing with his ailing parent, too? Yes, at the time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. As long as we're all beating up on Shuli, one thing I did as a fat guy, I took yeah. offense to this, that Tim took you out to a meal. Yes. Yeah. And then you you, you, you paid for it, yeah. and then yeah. you turned around on him. And, and yeah. See, like, I think as a fat guy, all, did I not pays offer for you money out of my pocket for my cheesecake that I, that I ate? <laughs> That's a stuttering Sean move. I offered to pay. Yeah, with what? A buck and a half in your wallet? <laughs> How much is cheesecake? Oh, Jesus. And he did. He trashed. I remember that he trashed uh, Tim, he t- trashed him for how much he ate or what he ate at the place. And, you know, these guys, first of all, they're all a bunch of thin skinned pussies. But, um, yeah, I think it's contingent on like we'll we'll do for you, but just don't fuck with us. And they're getting more and more sensitive as the years go by. And go figure if you're Gary, you got to have like you either have to have skin like Kevlar or onion skin for the rest of your life. Well, it just depends on, I think, on how secure you are in your job. And at this point, nobody is. No. Okay. Thank you, Jason. Number one, I'm not a total schnur, all right? And and my job as a reporter and to bust people's balls on this show is to monitor everything this fucking guy orders and, and puts down his gullet. By the way, that is a page directly out of the Stuttery John handbook. You could you could pay $1,000 in the champagne room at a strip club, and he'll make fun of the socks you wore and the tip you gave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for airtime because he was such a whore, and so is Shuli. And and at this point, uh, and then later on, even more of a whore because he can't get on, he can't get paid unless he's get a bit. He gets a bit on the air because it's all prorated. But isn't that saying something that Shuli's doing a hackier version of things Stuttering John used to do? Yes, of course. And this is a, that's the irony. Now he needs a Stuttering John to fucking keep bread on his table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, guys, that is the end of part four of the Hurricane Sandy saga. We've got lots more coming at you, not the least of which is the aftermath and other future wrap-up shows where they finally, they really do take him to task. So we hope you've enjoyed this one as well as part three that was just released. And um, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. If you went through the most incredible metamorphosis (laughs) and somehow transformed yourself into the best person you're capable of being. Yeah. And you and Lisa G, after that metamorphosis took place, were on the top floor of a burning building. And it's just you two. And God told Lisa, I will give you the ability to fly if you kiss John the Stutterer. She would say no. I, I know. Well, 